how's it going my little sweaty pie i hope that you're having a good day so far wherever and whenever you are listening to this today i have a goodie for you and so i'm not even gonna waste this time or add any fluff let's just go ahead and dive right into the nitty-gritty i'm going to go over macros so if you've been following me for some time you've seen me with all my food posts Everything is like macro this, what are the macros, macro-friendly finds, meal prep macro-friendly, if it fits your macros. And a lot of people have heard of this before, but then there's a lot of people who haven't heard about this before. Even if you do follow me and you're like, what does that even mean? Then this is going to be for you. If you know what macros are, you might want to skip this one and go check out some of the other stuff where I dive deeper into other topics, but this one's going to be a very intro, beginner-friendly explanation of macro 101. What is it? Why do we care? How do we apply it? So essentially, macros, well, macros, first of all, is short for macronutrients, and it's counting calories. And so I know that can be triggering for some people. People are like, ew, and then it's like, we have these, I guess, like negative associations with tracking food sometimes. And so maybe I'll dive into some myths and stuff too, but I kind of just want to keep this of an explanation more informational versus my opinion and all of that because everything will kind of translate later if you know what I mean. But anyway, we use my fitness pal. Sorry, I don't even know where I was going with that. But anyways, we use my fitness pal to track macros. And so a lot of people have used my fitness pal before and, you know, might not have a good experience with it. And so that's a, a whole nother thing. But in general, I think that tracking is the best way to create a healthy relationship with food because it's just normal. You get to eat whatever you want. You don't have to place any restrictions on yourself. You get to have the foods that you enjoy. And you also get to know exactly what you're putting into your body. And the reason why this is important is because you can calculate your macros to either cut or lose weight to either maintain your weight and just have like a body recomposition, aka like toning, And then you can also use it to bulk or gain muscle depending on your personal goals. And there's no magic set of macros. So let me just start with that. My macros are never going to be your macros. And your macros right now might be different than your macros a month from now or a year from now. And so everyone's are unique because it's calculated based on you. And this is why I have beef with like a one-size-fits-all meal plan or just certain ways of, I don't know, like it's never a one-size-fits-all. And this takes into account your age, your height, your weight, your gender, um, and then your goals. So once again, whether you're going to cut, maintain, or gain, and then based on your exercise level. So this is also a crucial component, right? Because You need to make sure that your calories that are coming in are matched up and synced perfectly based on your goal with how many calories are getting out, your activity level. And so tracking is definitely consuming at first. Macros can definitely be a little complicated and you don't have to go strict into it, but having a basic understanding of this and learning how to do this, especially in the beginning of your journey, is just 
essential in my opinion because it really will lay the foundation of first of all you seeing your eating habits seeing where you're at and then seeing how much that you're supposed to eat a lot of people are under eating and are like wow i don't even eat nearly as much as i'm supposed to they start tracking their macros they start being mindful they start hitting their calorie macro goals and they're like wow i'm eating more than i ever have i'm finally seeing the results or it can be a reality check in the other way of you know i didn't even realize that i'm having four tablespoons of peanut butter and you know that's 800 calories or whatever you know so it's definitely a helpful tool and then once you kind of get the hang of it once you get it down it does take a long time for you to kind of learn what macros are made up of certain foods and then from there you can use these tools forever and kind of eat intuitively and make better choices moving forward and forever so I work with clients who maybe track macros for a year or two or two months or whatever the case may be, and then they really get it. They maybe move on and do something else, but they're like, wow, and now I actually know what my food is supposed to look like, the portion sizing is supposed to look like, and um, just what my nutrition like should look like on a day-to-day basis. So I definitely think it's helpful, and we'll go into now – what it is. So macronutrients are essentially calories. So it's your protein, carbohydrates, and fats, which are measured in grams. So the best way to explain this and to give you a real life example is if you go and grab anything out of your pantry right now, like go ahead and grab anything that has nutrition facts on it. When you're looking at nutrition facts, when you look at the total fat the total carbohydrates, and the total protein, you add those together and that's how they get the calorie total amount. This is also why you might think that like, for example, something that is high in fat is bad. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It's just that fat has more calories in it than protein or carbs. So protein is four calories per gram. Stick with me here. This is going to get a little confusing but I'm going to explain it and give you an example. But protein is four calories per gram. Carbohydrates are also four calories per gram. So you can think of protein and carbs very similar in their calorie makeup. It's the same. Fat is nine calories per gram, so a little bit more. But all three of these macronutrients are essential and each serve a different purpose and influence different things in our body, such as our energy levels, our recovery, our body composition, our appetite, and honestly, just overall health. So it's essential to have all three of these, but the thing is, is that you want to make sure that you're having the right amount of each. And so once again, back to the nutrition facts, right? If you are looking at the total fat in grams, You times that number by nine, and that equals how many calories it is. And then you take the carbs, you times that by four, you take the protein, you times that by four, and then you add all three of those up, and that will equal your calories. So I challenge you, go take out some nutrition facts just to take a look at it, just so that you can see the science behind it and realize that this is how calories are formulated and that. It's just 
science. So you don't need to know that too much, but as you progress and kind of come out of a beginner at this, then that will be something helpful for you to refer back to. Um, I have a whole post on this too, so I definitely recommend looking at that. There's a ton of stuff on the internet too. I know that we're doing a podcast and that this isn't like a video where I can show you an example, but there's tons of examples on there of showing you by looking at a nutrition fact label and then how to calculate it so that you can see it for more of my, my visual learners out there. So you're like, okay, cool. We're counting calories. Why do I care? So your daily macro goals are once again going to be calculated based on all those unique factors that I was just describing. And then from there, we want to make sure that we're having the right percentages of each category. So I typically want people to have 30 to 40% of their overall calories allocated specifically to protein. Nobody I've ever worked with in my entire life is eating enough protein. So another little thing that you can think of is you want to basically aim in an ideal world and you want to build up to this. Once again, it's kind of hard just to start tomorrow if you're not already eating high protein, but you want to eat one gram per pound of body weight in protein per day. So if you weigh 130 pounds, then you want to have 130 grams of protein a day. So you want to make sure that you're eating enough protein and then carbs also will be about 40 to 45%. And I'm not giving an exact number because it kind of varies over time. It varies per individual and it can also kind of vary per per preferences. And so protein is the number one like non-negotiable and then you can kind of let the carbs and fats fall wherever, but there is a minimum amount of fats that you want to have per day for your hormonal health. And We don't want to be eating too high, but we also don't want to be eating too low. But there is some flexibility with this. There isn't like a magic number that I'm looking for. So carbs are about 40 to 45%. Fats are about 20 to 25%. Anyways, I also want to say, and this is huge and a great tool, if tracking all three is just so overwhelming right now, trust me, you're not alone. And like I was saying, there is kind of flexibility within those carbs and fats ranges to where if you just track your calories and just track your protein goal and fall within 10% above or below your goals, you're going to be in a great spot to see results. It'll be a lot more manageable. You won't be stressing about all the different three and making sure it fits in perfectly. And it'll just be making sure that you eat enough protein and enough calories for your goal. So why are we focusing so much on protein? Like like you're like, Taylor, why is it all about the calories and the protein? Realistically, you could just be tracking your calories and see results. And so if this was a triangle of like order of importance, just to break it down even further, overall calories is king. Calories in versus calories out is what's going to allow you to meet your goals. Taking it a step further to make sure that you're either losing fat or gaining muscle, both of those, no matter what your goal is, whether you're cutting, losing weight, or wanting to gain or just tone up, all of that requires building muscle and requires protein. So if you're losing fat, you want to make sure that you're losing fat, right? You always hear people saying like, oh, like I lost three pounds, but I know it was just water weight, blah, blah, blah. 
We want to make sure that we're not losing just water weight and we want to make sure that we're not losing any of our muscle because our muscle will also help us burn more fat and once again, we want to prioritize saving that. So eating enough protein in addition to having the correct amount of calories is the second like the second part that you want to focus on. Once again, calories are king and then the next step to take it a little further would be calories and protein and having enough protein will just help with the process and seeing results and and making sure that you're losing real fat for good versus just whatever can be made up in your weight, right? So then the third thing, like level three, that's how I should have said it. Level one is calories. Sorry, I'm like thinking out loud as we're going here. Level one's calories. Level two is calories and protein. Level three would be all three tracking your protein, your carbs, and your fats. So once again, why are we prioritizing protein? Why is that all that I talk about? Protein is essential for so many processes in your body. Once again, for maintaining muscle, like I mentioned, but even further than that, it helps provide structure to your brain nervous system, your blood, your skin, your hair. Your body uses it to not only like build muscle tissue, but just maintain the muscle that you have. And most like important to me and my clients that I really try to reiterate is that it also helps you just feel like satisfied, full, and energized throughout the day. If you're constantly craving like sweets and um, just having cravings for sugar and like quick digestion carbs, the first thing that I'm going to look at and say is that you're probably not eating enough protein because you're just eating a bunch of carb-heavy meals that only keeps you full for a second and then your body's hungry again. But if you had protein balanced within those carbs, then you would be feeling full longer and not be experiencing so much brain fog and just be feeling better, clear-headed, energized, and just, once again, you would just be feeling better and not be having those cravings. So protein is so important. I guarantee you're not eating enough. And even if you don't go crazy all the way up to, you know, up to the one gram per potty, per potty, <laughs> per body weight a day, then just focus on getting more in where you can. Even if you don't work out, you need this. Just trust me, you need this and you will feel and be operating so much better and probably in turn look better as well. Okay, so what about carbs and fats? They are both really important. Let's start with carbs. Carbs are your body's main source of energy. Carbs do not make you fat. Low carb is not always the answer. Carbs are not bad. I don't know why we are taught this. It's absolutely insane. And our body needs it for fuel. They're broken down into glucose and used as our main energy source. And basically, this is also used to power your muscles, your brain, your essential organs. We need it. We love them. We're going to use them. The second one is fat. Fat is also an energy source, but it's secondary and it really kicks in if all like the carb resources are exhausted. Um, But once again, kind of going into like hormones and all of that, it helps um, 
regulate your hormones, which is also huge, especially in people that may be struggling, like my my ladies that struggle with hormone regulation and like PCOS and all these things. Having a like what was what I'm trying to say? Having like an inconsistent range of fats causes a fluctuation in your hormones. So if you're eating like 40 grams of fat one day and the next day you're eating like a hundred, then it spikes in your body and really throws your hormones out of whack. So if you kind of eat it in like a smaller, more concentrated range, then it'll allow your hormone levels to regulate and level out. Um, but then also if you're not eating enough fat, then it can be unhealthy and also be damaging your hormone regulation. I'm trying to say this in layman's terms. Um, and so everyone really shouldn't ever be going under 45 grams a day. I really try to have anywhere between like 50 and 60 is a good one. Um, and once again, there's flexibility and you can go over that, but we just don't want to be going from like 45, 90, 100 and just all over the place. And it'll really help with regulation, but it also just helps you keep your skin and your joints healthy. Um, it also improves like brain development, cell functioning, insulation, protects your organs, and just helps your body absorb vitamins from your food. So having some good fats in your diet is also going to be beneficial for once again, just all the systems in your body, everything all works together and comes together and our body, our body, I can't even talk today. Our body will use it. So yeah, let me give some examples now of, you're like, okay, so now let's break it down even further. What is a protein? What is a carb and what is a fat? Food-wise, what makes up those macros? What sources do I use to get those? So, okay, so there's going to be some foods that make up primarily protein. There's going to be some foods that make up primarily carbs and then something that makes up primarily fat, right? But then once again, if we're looking at nutrition facts or foods, there's going to be somewhere it makes a majority two of the macros together and then there's going to be times where it has all three. So I do have a chart for this too, and if you want to look it up, once again, there's a ton of info and can give you more visual. I do also have this graph on my page, so you should definitely go check it out. But just to give you some quick examples of each of these sources, and then I'll dive into some that kind of overlap just to kind of give you, once again, an example. So some pure protein examples are going to be our lean meat. So like lean ground turkey, lean ground beef, um, ground chicken, turkey breast, some deli meats, protein powder, some just chicken breast, not chicken thighs that has some fat in it, um, egg whites. So eggs without the yolk because the egg yolk has fat. So like a regular egg is I haven't memorized because I've been doing this for so long, but it has six grams of fat and six grams of protein. But then if you were to remove that egg, then it would be just pure protein. Tuna packets, lean fish, all of that is going to be pretty much straight protein. They might have a gram or two of fat, but those aren't going to really have any carbs in them. And then some pure fat sources are going to be like our oils. So olive oil, one tablespoon olive oil is like 13 grams of fat and it's just pure fat. Same as like avocado oil, coconut oil, but we also have like mayo, butter, ghee. All of those are just pure fat 
pretty much concentrated there. Um, and then some overlap between protein and fat, once again, is eggs, dairy. So dairy is usually high protein, but also high in fat. So our milk, any cheeses, any cream cheese. And then we also have salmon. So like salmon is usually really high in fat, but it's also really high in protein, but there's no carbs in there. Same thing with like bacon or pork. And then if you're not getting lean ground beef, if you're getting like 80-20, then there's typically a higher fat in there. Um, Okay, so then carbs. Pure carbs are going to be like oats, rice, potatoes, pasta, bread, wraps, fruits, veggies, that kind of stuff. And those are pretty much pure carbs. Some of those might have some fat in it as well, but those are going to be primarily carbs. Some overlaps between carbs and fats are going to be some like avocados because they're high in fat, but they also have carbs because it's a fruit. Um, Some salad dressings are sauces, chocolate, cookies, pizza, some of the more like sweets and candies and processed items are also usually more higher in fat and carbs and typically don't have that much protein. And then lastly, some overlap in protein and carbs are going to be like Greek yogurt, beans, quinoa, because those also are primarily carbs, but also can be jam-packed with some protein. So I know this is a lot. Last one for you guys. So some examples of stuff that have all three macros is going to be like nut butters. We know that that's made purely out of like nuts and like nuts have protein, everyone says, but everyone knows that it's also high in fat but there's also some carbs in there. We have like protein bars, chia seeds, and honestly, just once again, any food where you look at the nutrition fact label and it has fats, carbs, and protein is going to have a mixture of everything. But I just wanted to give you some more like pure protein sources, some pure fat sources, and pure carb sources, just so that you can have more an idea of once again, how your plate's supposed to look, right? So it's like you usually want to prioritize protein. So you could pick something from the protein category and then you usually want to eat it with something, right? So if you're going to grab some turkey, you're going to want to eat it with maybe some bread. And then if you want to add any veggies and stuff on there, great, that's going to have some carbs. But then of course, you're going to want to put some dressing or sauce or something on it. And a lot of that will be fat. So just to give you an example there, I don't want to go too much into the nitty gritty of that, but I just wanted to explain like a sample grocery list of what would make up those items and just to know that counting macros is just making sure that you're getting the right amount of these three macronutrients to support your body's functioning needs and also to support your goals. So The reason why I like this too is because it's no restrictions. It's not cutting out any food groups. It's not labeling anything as good or bad. You can pretty much eat whatever you want as long as it fits in within your calorie intake. And if you're not able to fit things in, then we need to talk because your your macros are going to be at a spot where maybe you might have to make some compromises here or there. You obviously can't just eat like shit all day and be like, oh, it didn't fit, but you will have to make a little bit of a compromise, but then you'll also realize that you can just make your normal foods and then just once again, up the protein portion and just be a little bit more mindful about the carbs and fats so that you're not eating meals, just primarily carbs and fats all the time and you're putting protein in there. 
So I try to post a ton of content every week of my meal preps and my food choices just to show you that I live my life. I eat everything as normal and I don't cut anything out. I eat normal recipes. And so it's just once again, eating just the right amount of food to properly fuel you for your goal. And it just teaches you how to structure your plate, your everything. It's just such a great, useful tool. So one thing I do want to throw in in this is talking about alcohol because this is something where the FDA makes them put the amount of calories, but then if you look at the, like, let's, let's talk about a White Claw, for example. This is a goodie. White Claws are 100 calories per can, and then it says it's two carbs. Based on what I just told you, that carbs are, you times it by four to get the amount of calories, if we times the two carbs by four, we would get eight calories. So where are the other 92 calories coming from? It's coming from alcohol. And so alcohol is seven calories per gram. So this one is interesting and you can track it a couple of ways, but you can track it either as straight carbs. And so the way to be doing that would be to now divide it by four because if the calories, you times the grams by four to get the total calories. Then if you take the total calories and divide by four, then you'll get the total grams and you can track it in grams into MyFitnessPal that way. Or you can do the math and track it as fats. The good news is, is a lot of people be drinking and counting macros. So if you go into MyFitnessPal, you can literally look up the macros for everything and it'll just be there and you can log it that way. But you can also track it as a combination of half carbs and half fats. So if you're tracking all three macros, then you know you have some flexibility depending on what you have in your little macro bank account for the day. So if you know that you have a lot of carbs left, you can track it as carbs. If you have a bunch of fats to fill, you can track it as fats. Or once again, you can kind of do a little happy medium and do both. But if you're only tracking calories and protein, then you can just track it as is because the calories are the calories, right? So that's just another thing. And I just wanted to do a disclaimer on there because um, it's just a little different for the calories of alcohol. And it's just like they don't just have like alcohol listed on nutrition facts, but it's just funny because it's clearly 100 calories and not just two grams of carbs. So. Um, just be mindful of that though. And I'm going to go into alcohol and how, um, how to fit alcohol in and still achieve your goals and, you know, kind of go into the pros and cons of alcohol at another time. But once again, I was kind of just going into, you want to make sure that you're eating a minimum of fats a day. And so it's like, if you, you you don't want to put all your fats in as just a bunch of white claws, you definitely can. But if you want to just be like a well-oiled machine and really like optimize your body and feel your best, then I wouldn't necessarily like recommend that by any means. But if I'm being honest, I mean, during the summer, especially not this summer, but the past summer before that, like I was eating nothing but protein and then like no carbs and then saving all my calories and macros so that I could black out that Friday night. So um, 
I've definitely been there. And if you need some help fitting in your macro so you could black out, let me know. But also, I'm doing this thing right now where I'm doing like sober girl weekends and I'm trying not to drink. And I kind of go through phases of like partying and going out. And then I'll go through phases where I kind of hibernate for a little bit. And right now I'm really just in one of those hibernation modes and I feel absolutely fantastic. So no shade towards my party gals and no shade towards my sober gals because genuinely depending on the season I can be either one of those so I will help you either way but I just wanted to throw a little disclaimer out there um, on how to track alcohol and stuff but last thing on the subject is just like eating out so you can definitely still eat out and still remain on track and you know google nutrition facts or enter things in one by one and just fit things in and that fit into your macros. And so it's something that really is like flexible dieting and something that isn't super obvious. You don't have to like tell people like, oh my God, I can't eat that or I can't go there or I can't do that because you totally can and you just track it in your little bank account macro of the day and deduct it from your totals and then you're all good. So tracking at first can definitely be time consuming. Don't get me wrong. But once you get the hang of it, after like a week or two, it becomes easier, more, you, don't ha- you know, mindless almost where you don't have to think about it. And once again, once you know, you know, and it just kind of becomes common sense. And then eventually you just get it down and may- maybe you don't even need to track anymore. And then I really go through seasons of just like not tracking at all because I know how to intuitively eat. And then it's like if I have a specific goal in mind and I just want to make sure that I'm hitting my protein goal and hitting my calorie goals, then it's easy for me to just throw it in and make sure. I especially would under eat on my protein and under eat in my calories because I'm such a busy person. And so it's not even that I'm trying to make sure that I don't eat a lot and you know what I mean? And that I'm tracking it in like a negative way, but it's almost like I'm tracking it in a positive way to ensure that I'm eating enough and that I'm going to meet my goal and give my body what it needs so that I can succeed. And it's all about efficiency over here, baby. So I know I was rambling for some time, but I had to make this one quick. I'm running a bunch of errands today. I got a nail appointment in 10 minutes, so I'm going to change and go do that. But I just figured I would give a little rundown. So save this episode. Share it with a friend. Please let me know if you have any questions. Follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. And DM me there. But leave a review and let me know if you have any questions. Instagram is taylorhodson underscore. T-A-Y-L-O-R-H-O-D-S-O-N underscore. But I hope that you guys have a good day. And I hope that um, I'll catch you guys in the next one. So have a good eve. Love you. Bye.